0: Hello, and welcome to the Lund University International podcast. On the show, you'll hear from current students, alumni, teachers, and many more special guests as we explore what it's really like to live and study in Lund. My name is Maria Lindblad, and I am a recruitment manager here at Lund University. Today, we have a topic uh, that relates to something that I believe many of our listeners are going through right now, uh, and that is how to handle the application stress. So for those of you who are in the middle of applying or maybe at the last minute thinking of applying to Lund University uh, to start your studies uh, next year or actually later this year in 2024, uh, we have two experts with us today who have been through this process already. So two of our current students who made it here to Lund. So let's start
1: with some introductions. Marie. Hello everyone, my name is Marie Morales, I'm from Costa Rica and I'm in the Mathematics Bachelor Program.
2: Emma? My name is Emma, I am from Canada and I'm studying the Masters in Conservation Biology. Great, so nice to have you here.
0: So uh, let's start by going all the way back, if you can remember, the time yeah. when you were first researching uh, where you should go for your bachelor's and your master's, and uh, what your thought process looked like back then, and how
2: you kind of started with everything. So we start about with you, Emma. How did you go about it? Yeah, of course. Um, so I was in the last year of my bachelor's when I knew that I wanted to do a master's, and... Probably from like the second or third year in my bachelor's, I was dead set on going abroad for my master's, even though my parents were kind of convincing me to stay in Canada. (laughs) I definitely wanted to leave. Um, But I had a lot of stress um, with my bachelor's thesis in the last year. So I told myself that I'd take a year off to really look into what program would be best for me before just applying and then you know, adding on top of like the current stress of my bachelor's, adding stress to apply to master's on top of that was just not something I wanted to do. Um, And so it was in my gap year that I did a lot of research into um, what program I kind of wanted to continue looking into um, or continue to do research in, where this program was offered in the world, um, and um, if there were any scholarships or any way to kind of I guess, reduce tuition in any way through like a teaching assistant job or something. Um, That's also something that was really important when I was looking at the different programs for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: Okay. And how about you, Marie? Yes. um, I was already studying a bachelor back home. It was geology and earth sciences, uh, but I wanted something more, something different. I've always been very interested in science, so I knew that I was going to be looking at programs uh, related to this part of the knowledge areas. It was very tough to tell my family I want to leave my country and I want to leave the bachelor that I'm studying right now. I'm not gonna finish this one. Uh, But then I realized in my science program that what I liked about it was math. It was what I found most entertaining and most challenging.
0: Oh, (laughs) you like to challenge yourself. (laughs) Yes,
1: for sure. Uh, So I... I have this very special person in my life, my boyfriend at the moment and to this day, um, and he said, have you heard of Sweden and how great it is uh, and everything. Uh, (laughs) And Then I just searched up on Google, mathematics programs, Sweden, and the first link was Lund University. Oh, wow. SEO works. (laughs) (laughs) And the first thing was that I watched a video the promo video for the 350 year anniversary Mm -hmm. of Lund and I fell in love. Uh, In that moment, I realized that is my alma mater. Like, I don't don't care how hard it would be to get there, uh, I'm going. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. there somehow. Yeah. At that moment, I was not thinking about tuition or anything. I was just thinking about the dream. <laughs> yes.
0: That's interesting because you have know, complete, two completely different uh, sort of ways that you got here because you were already yeah. dead set on both the topic and the country, at least, as a start. Yes. And you were more like looking for the program and yeah. where that was offered. So that's interesting. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So how did you, Emma, go about and figuring out where? Because you wanted to go abroad and you knew the program, but there are many countries that operate at many universities, I yes.
2: suppose. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, I did my bachelor's degree in marine biology. And so I was looking at masters in marine studies, um, marine biological resources, anything of the sort. And but I, I've also had a really strong interest in the realm of marine conservation. And so I went about and I also on Google just typed in conservation biology masters and um, Lund University was one of the first ones that popped up as well as a university in the Netherlands. I can't remember the name now, but, and so I looked into those different programs and I was like, okay, yeah, this one, this one seems pretty good at at Lund. It's um, got some great testimonials on the website. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I checked out the Instagram page and all these different things. Um, And same thing. I took a look at the city, at the country, and I kind of had to picture when I was looking at the programs, I had to picture whether I saw myself living in that country. And so ultimately, I applied to three programs, Um, one at the University of California, San Diego in the United States. Um, one at Lund, and the other one was a kind of joint um, Erasmus program mm-hmm. um, w- between 12 different universities in Europe. So well, ultimately, it would have been in, in Europe as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so it was basically the States and Europe. That was the first two I was looking at. I also looked at Australia, but I just couldn't bring myself to go that far away from my friends <laughs> and family. So, so yeah.
0: Yeah. So you both already mentioned it a little bit, but once you've kind of narrowed it down, uh, how did you go about to to do the research? Like to really figure out, not only convince yourself that you are going, but also like what does it take to to go? What was it for you?
1: Um, I read that program's website multiple times, just looking through what it offers, the compulsory courses or the elective courses, what is the program going to look at the end? And I really like that you can build part of your program here uh, with the elective courses, which I think are very helpful in a bachelor because back home at least it's a set amount of courses and you have to take them the way it is. But here you get that flexibility that I was very interested in. Um, I read the requirements so many times.
0: Oh, (laughs) good. Gold star to you, Maria. There are so many who miss that, unfortunately. They see the program name and they go, oh, that's great. I won. and I want this. And then they just apply. And then it's like, have
1: you actually checked the requirements? So very happy to (laughs) hear that. Yeah. So, of course, checking the English proficiency requirements, it was very important. Uh, How do I prove this? Because (laughs) I knew that my high school diploma was not going to be able to fulfill the requirement. And also, for the Swedish high school uh, curriculum, how do I translate that to mine? And that was difficult to do. I have to admit because it's very different systems. Yeah. But at the end, thankfully. Uh, I send a lot of emails. (laughs) Thank you so much to my program coordinator, the study advisor. uh, They were very patient about all the questions that I had on how do I translate this. Mm -hmm. So definitely reading the requirements, I would say that's the first step. Mm -hmm. If you don't fulfill them, you have to find a way in the place that you are right now to fulfill Mm. these things for the future or just try something different. But for sure, requirements... Step one. Yeah, very good
0: tip, and and I think also you know, it's different what's flexible and whatnot, and just understanding that as yeah. well, because many students are like, well, I kind of meet the requirements. And then, you know, we might have to say, sorry, you actually need to meet them. Exactly. And then in other cases, the programs, especially at master's level, might have more of a flexibility, like, yeah, you've almost studied this. So it is kind of important mm-hmm. to, to figure that out. Uh, do you recognize
2: this as well, Emma? Yes. Like Marie, I think I memorized that Page by <laughs> um and I had it like bookmarked, so I was going yes, back to exactly. it all the time, meeting, checking to see that. I kind of looked at it like it was a job application, so you always have to make sure that your CV kind of matches what you're applying for. Um, so all the programs that I looked at in London elsewhere, I made sure that yeah, I had the proficiency, that I had the minimum grades that you needed. Um, you know that it was possible for me to get a visa in that country. Um, So, or housing or all the different things. Yeah, yeah, because that's also something that you want to consider when you're moving from so far away is, where am I going to live? Am I even allowed to live there? And all these different things. So, yeah, yeah. but looking at the requirements is 100% key. Yeah. 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 That's one big thing to like check
0: when you know yeah. when you're like, you can like st- 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 take that out other of the list once yes. you know, yeah. like, okay, at least I don't need that stress now. I'm yeah, eligible. Right I can move on. So, once you've done that and you, you know, need to actually start the application, what about all the documents and getting things in order? How did you go about that?
1: Well, oh my God, that was <laughs> that was a thing uh, back home again because translating the documents was a hard thing already. Uh, there's something with bureaucracy in my country (laughs) and how long it takes to get the documents. So I had to go to so many different uh, ministries uh, in my country to just get a piece of paper with the things that are needed and then go to like the Ministry of External Relations so I could get a stamp on each of them so it was proven that they were legit. Um, So it was, I would say that is tip number two Do it with time, Mm -hmm. because you don't know how long it would take for your institutions to give out these documents. Uh, But, of course, you have your checklist. You can see it on universityadmissions.se. The things that are, like, basic stuff, like your passport or uh, uh, the high school diploma in case of the bachelor or the ones that are required for the master's. But, for sure, with time, you will be able to do it, Mm -hmm. but just... Mm -hmm make sure that you have everything
2: on time yeah Yeah. start early yeah what about you Ella um for me I think it was a bit different because I was applying to so many universities Mm -hmm. that all had different application deadlines I actually had to for the states I had to have all my documents together by December 1st that was their application deadline um so when it came to Lund's final deadline of February. Mm. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I I had plenty of time for that. (laughs) So that was good. Um, But one thing, I guess, if you are applying to multiple programs at different universities, is to really look at what is needed at different universities. Um, Some required reference letters, some didn't. um, Some required like um, statements of purpose that are, they kind of give you the questions that you have to answer and others it's write your own statement of purpose, two pages, go for it. Um, so really making sure, yeah, that you have like different folders on your laptops for the different, different universities that you're applying for and the different, um, requirements that they have. Yeah. Mm. Did you find that to be a stressful part of the
0: application? And if so, how did you, how did you handle that?
2: I did. Yes. I think it was pretty easy for the, um, like the proof of citizenship and all that kind Mm. of stuff. Mm -hmm. But when it came to the statements of purpose and the motivation letters, I really struggled because I didn't want to just copy paste from one to another because what if you know one letter worked for one university and it didn't for another so I tried to make them a bit different but still kind of keep my voice in there and say what I wanted to say um, and I think in the end I just kind of felt that it, I have to be authentic I have to just really say yep. what I'm feeling and why I want to go to that university like mm-hmm. what appeals to me um but yeah it was it was a it was a process, <laughs> to say
0: the least. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, and, and well, I want to go back to one thing that you talked about before a little bit, Emma, and I think maybe you mentioned it too, Marie, this uh, feeling that you, you want to kind of build a feeling within yourself that, yeah, this feels right, like this is where yeah. I want to go, I want to research what it's going to be like, what it's going to look like, what, where I'm going to live, and so on. So where did that part of the process come in for you, and was that a part of sort of staying calm, or was that a part of just... You know, the research of where am I going to go or where where in your process did that come in?
1: Oh, I think for me, it was very early. The moment that I watched the video of Lund University, I fell in love with what the city looked like. Um, it, there were shots of the spring Lund. Yeah. <laughs> so, But I, of course, I knew that Sweden is in the Arctic Circle, so it's going to look a certain way. Uh, So I I told myself, are you able to embrace this very different weather? I mean, I come from 12 hours of daylight, 30 degrees every single day. Will I be able to push through darkness and winter? Mm -hmm. So that definitely changed a bit of my perspective of how is this going to affect my daily life? Because you're not only choosing a university, you're choosing a time of your life that you're going to spend somewhere else. Mm -hmm. Um, But I was very excited I feel, mm-hmm. just to experience new things. Of course, you get a bit scared, but uh, it's just Lund seems so great. And when I arrived here, it, it is great. So it was <laughs> such a such a nice surprise that all the dream uh, fit in reality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: yeah, I think for me, um, it, it was different with different programs. I think one aspect of it was definitely do I see myself living here? Um, And in order to go about that, I looked into the city, what the cities, the different cities looked like, um, what there was to do in terms of student life. And I think one thing that really, really drew me to Lund was I said to myself, okay, I'm going so far away. Is there a chance that there's going to be other people like me who need to find someone? And obviously, yes, because yeah, it's yeah. such an international university, <laughs> quite a few thousands. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so the minute I saw like how diverse it is as a university, the amount of programs that are offered, I was like, okay, yes, this is going to be this is definitely somewhere I can see myself living. The weather, as a Canadian, was not so much of a worry <laughs> really to me. I bet. Yeah, <laughs> but um, but yeah, it was mostly just. Looking into the city, because I think, yes, you are going for your studies, but you want to have a life outside Mm. of your studies. Yeah. So you want to see what there is to do in the city, you know, where you can go to make friends. How easy is it to make friends? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's that's good. So we've covered a few things here uh, to to stay sort of calm throughout the application process. Check your entry requirements carefully. Make sure that you're actually applying to the right thing and that you're eligible. Get your documents in order, even if it takes a long time, like for you, Marie, um, and plan for that so that you don't have that last minute stress, because that is really something we see almost everyone gets the final documents in on the last few days, So, which is not... a great idea necessarily. (laughs) And then we talked about also sort of preparing yourself. Where are you going to live? Is this an environment I'm actually going to enjoy? And another thing that I know is very important to many of our applicants uh, and something that also causes a lot of stress that hopefully you can help us sort out is funding. How will I pay for uh, my tuition and how will I pay for my living costs and is it going to be expensive in Sweden and so on? So what did that process look like uh, for you, Marie?
1: Scary. <laughs> <laughs> That's when, because, again, I was thinking about the dream and how it would look like, but then you start realizing, oh, Yeah, I have to be able to support myself and all these things. I knew that I needed the scholarship for the tuition fees. I knew that for sure. And for the rest, my wonderful mother, she said, I will cover it uh, for your living costs. So in a way, I feel like I had it very easy because my mom was able to support my living costs, thankfully. But for the scholarship, it was very stressful, I would say, uh, I had the experience of having to apply uh, three years until I got the scholarship. Oh, wow. Yes, and, and of course during those three years you feel it's disheartening when you get the email saying, no, not this year. Oh, <laughs> oh, yes, yeah. but then that's when you realize when you really want something, if you keep on it for three years. Yeah. And I would have just kept going, I feel. Yeah, well. <laughs> because <laughs> it's that's a dedicated what... student here <laughs> yeah lund meant so much in my mind and now it means so much in my reality and it was so worth that mm. weight but of course supporting yourself i would say is the biggest stress have. Yeah. Based on that experience that you had,
0: Marie, and that you had to apply several times, would you have done it differently? Or do you have advice for students who are in the same situation, who know that I definitely need a scholarship to get there?
1: Like, what what should they be thinking and doing? Uh, Yes. Uh, For the academic part, I was accepted. Mm -hmm. So it was a scholarship part. What can I change to make this work? Yeah. Yeah. Um, And it was such a situation because I, w- I thought sometimes we make the mistake of thinking in very arrogantly, oh, but uh, this sounds good enough, you know? But then you realize it's not only what the university can give to you, but what you can give to the university. And that is the change I made, I realized, what can I offer Lund? Mm-hmm. And that's when I got it.
0: Yeah. So And they maybe they also saw your dedication as
1: <laughs> well. <laughs> yeah. But I, I took a lot of independent courses that were aligned mm-hmm. to the things that I was already mentioning. So yeah. this is a way of proving my interest yeah. and what I can give. To mm. this great institution mm. yeah
0: yeah and another thing that we always tell uh, students just just as you're alluding to marie like we think oh yeah well i match the criteria yeah. or i should be eligible for the scholarship yes but there's a lot more to it behind the scenes mm-hmm. like how much funding do the different departments have and uh, you know what are the other applicants looking like so what we always say is please apply to many different funding options like don't rely only on the loon scholarship yeah. or like check other organizations see how you can can you get a loan can you apply for something externally just so that you don't have to apply three times like Marie <laughs> yeah. and actually get admission but maybe not a scholarship yeah. so um yeah so that's also something to to consider what about for you Emma? what did that look like in terms of of funding and planning that out?
2: Yeah. um, So another reason why I took my gap year between my bachelor's and my master's was to make money to fund Mm -hmm. my my studies abroad. Um, So I worked a lot during my year off and I I saved a lot of money so that I could could go abroad. Um, I think for me, it was also the realization of, uh, do I want to be in debt? Do I want to have student loans to pay back? Mm -hmm. And if so, how much debt am I willing to get into? Um, so for instance, when it came to the university in the States, um, if any of the listeners are aware, tuition in the United States is very expensive. Um, and in the end I got rejected from UCSD, but I now can say that that was a blessing in disguise because I would have been in debt for like the, la- the next 50 years of my life trying to pay back my student loans. And as I looked into the university, I contacted, you know, um, administrators asked if there was any potential for, A scholarship or reducing my tuition fees in any way and they said that they don't offer scholarships to international students so that was kind of something that I was wrestling with and I think I wanted to get into the program so bad that the the money aspect kind of I put shields on and I was like oh I'll think about that later but now I'm I'm kind of I'm really happy that I didn't go Um, so yeah, so it was my savings, but then when I applied to Lund and I saw the Lund University Global Scholarship, that was 100% more of an incentive to apply to this university because I was like, this is amazing that they want to help their international students coming. Um, and it definitely was stressful when writing, um, you know, the, the letter, I was like, what do I say? What can I say? Um, and I think another thing to... Um, if there's anybody that plans on applying for the scholarship is how much of the, the of it that I needed, um, because I did want to be honest, because that very much affects the decision in the end. Um, so, yeah, I think in the end with my savings, I, I kind of figured I can come to Lund even without the scholarship um but it would be nice if i yeah, <laughs> if i got the course. <laughs> um but yeah so i think my funding was a combination of of personal savings um scholarships if they were available and then at the end of the day if i had to take out a loan um lund accepts canadian student loans which is a huge plus um so yeah just really making sure that your country you know or the university does accept loans from your country if that's what you plan on doing um like you said apply to anything and mm. everything yeah. possible Um, And in my head, I also had the idea of getting a job once I was here. Um, Once I arrived, I realized how difficult that might be. (laughs) Um, But still, like there's there's a few things that you can think about when it comes to funding. Mm. So yeah. Yeah, for
0: sure. And do you have any sort of tips generally for students who are very stressed out about this? I mean, they might be comfortable with their academic side and Mm -hmm. they have the documents and they've submitted everything. But this is the one thing that is like, oh, still a bit scary. What would you... Do you have any suggestions what they can
2: do yeah. or <laughs> mentally prepare themselves? Yeah, I think um, it's like what Marie said. You have to show you have to show why you want to come to this university, but also in a way kind of convince them why they should accept you and why they should help you come to this university by paying some of your fees or by giving you a scholarship. Um, so that was one thing that I did is I really just talked about what my community looked like at my old university, how I got involved with my old university, um, and how much studying at Lund meant to me and how much this program meant to me and really why I wanted it. So I was just very authentic in saying, like, listen, I want to go abroad and I want to come to this university because it's amazing for X, Y, Z. So, yeah, but I think just being yourself, being authentic and, um, you know, maybe, I don't know, maybe using a bit of your of your writer's side your yeah. poetic side <laughs> yeah so yeah
0: that's some great advice for, for from both of you there so um for for listeners who are applying you might be aware that the deadline for for all the documents and everything is the first of february and then um you can apply for for the lund university uh, global scholarship and if you're eligible also for the swedish institute scholarship during february But then after that, there's quite a long waiting time until (laughs) the results come out, both for admission and for the scholarship. So that would be at the end of March for master's students and in the early April for bachelor's students. So how was that time, that waiting time for you, Marie?
1: Oh, I have to say that I thought about it every day. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I think it's normal. Like I would wake up thinking it's just one more day. It's just one more, each day at a time, in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, when you have like one week away, three days, 48 hours. you I get nervous now. Uh, yeah, <laughs> exactly. You're just waiting for this thing that would change your life. That's yeah. the thing at the end. Yeah. Not only in your academic life, but your life as a whole. Yeah. So um, distract yourself. With doing other things, I I was taking some independent courses and I was like doing some other things that would keep my brain entertained. Uh, I was applying during the pandemic, so I was also in lockdown by yeah, home, <laughs> wow. and that also added some stress to yeah. it. But for sure, I would say, whatever's gonna happen, it's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. So even if you stress a lot, it's not gonna change anything. Mm-hmm. So it's better if you are happy or entertained during that time. Yeah. Wow. Good advice,
0: yeah. uh, Emma. What do you say? How was the waiting time for you and what did you do to stay calm?
2: Yes. Well, I knew that the results would be, um, I think it was early April at the time that yeah. I was applying. Yeah. Um. But it was the other applications that I was waiting on. So every day I was like checking my email about 90 times a day. Is this the day? Is this the day? No, no, no. Um. So, yeah. So, and I think it's, I mean, like I mentioned, I got rejected from the University of the States and that Kind of took a shot at my ego, and I felt a bit defeated, and I was like, oh, I really hope I get into London now. Like, I really, really hope. Um, And then I had got accepted to another one, um, but that program had a um, deadline of acceptance. So I was forced with the decision of, okay, do I pay the deposit and hold my place in this program, or do I take a chance, roll with the punches, you know, and hope for the best? And I spoke to my parents, and they were like, "Mm, I'd pay the deposit. And I was like, yep. So so I paid I paid the deposit. Um, So at least I had some backup plan, which was nice. Mm -hmm. Um, But yes, it was that waiting game was was very tough. And I think same thing the night before the results, I was back in my home city visiting my, my grandparents. And my grandfather, he he knows me, like, back of his hand was like, it is what it is, Emma. You know, you can't stress yourself out. And I was like, you're just saying that. No. No. <laughs> you don't know what's right on this. But um, but yeah, basically, you have to just accept that whatever happens, you can reapply the next year. Like, it's, exactly. not, it's not the end of the world. It's, yeah. Yes, it hurts and it sucks. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a blow to the ego. But it's not the end of the world. Mm-hmm. And when one door closes, another one opens. Exactly,
0: good advice. So, uh, Marie, once you had waited this time, how did you feel when you finally got both the admission results and the scholarship?
1: It was very surprising in a way, because for two years getting that email with different phrasing and now you get the one that you've been waiting for. I just, I had to take a second for myself uh just trying to process this because i thought maybe i was imagining it because i desired <laughs> so much yeah. but then um i went to my mom and she was just so happy about it it's just that email changed my whole life yeah in a second yeah so again there's not enough words to express what i felt in that moment because there was there was like a rush of emotions and It was just really this idea of dreams come true at the end, yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, so it was worth the stress and the weight.
1: <laughs> it was worth every second of it, yeah. yes. Yeah, yes.
0: so maybe that is one of the key messages here at the end. So yes, it can be stressful throughout the the steps through the application, but in the end, there's a happy ending, hopefully, yeah. uh, if you're persistent. Um, so let's wrap it up with some final advice, uh, what our applicants can do if they are feeling stressed out, and how can you sort of balance your life throughout this time, and Try to stay calm and make the best out of it. What what would you say, Emma?
2: Yeah, I think it's a few of the things we've touched on already. So look at the requirements five times, 10 times, 100 times. <laughs> um, make sure that you get on your documents early and ahead of time. And one thing with my application, I was I was confused about transcripts because I had transferred during my bachelor's. And I reached out to you, Maria, and you answered right away. And you eased my stress right, right no, away. So, <laughs> so, <on. laughs> yeah. so if you are feeling stressed and you have questions and doubts, don't hesitate to contact the university. They're really there to help you. And... Throughout the entire application process, they host a series of webinars um, where they answer a lot of your questions. And I actually even got to meet someone from my home country who was coming to Lund through that webinar simply because she said she was from the same city I was in. So I directly messaged her on Zoom and I was like, hey. I'm yeah. going to. <laughs> this is cool. Yeah. Um, so yeah, attend the webinars, ask questions. Um, and I think, like I said a few times, really make sure that you are honest and you be yourself um, in any statement of purpose or anything that you write and that you think um, a lot about if you're applying to multiple, uni- multiple programs at Lund or even in Sweden, that you think best about which one suits you mm-hmm. um, just so that at the end of the day when you have to rank them, You're really getting into what you think is your top choice. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Great advice. And you, Marie, final tips to stay calm. (laughs) Yes, I would agree with everything that Emma mentioned, uh, getting your documents early, paying your application fee on Mm. time, just doing all the things that you're supposed to do. Just make sure that everything that you're supposed to do, you've done it, because, of course, this would increase your chances of being... Admit it. Yeah. Uh, I I feel like there's a danger of thinking, oh, well, they'll just get around and ask me. You no, know, you are able to prepare everything ahead of time and just think of all the things that they might ask. Of course, again, we all have very different curriculums in each country, so just make sure that if you have to explain something or you have to show something, think on what the questions that they would have so you are sort of at least prepared if they come along. Um, the other thing, uh, keep the dream alive, Yeah, I would say, despite the stress and anxiety and just wondering if you're good enough, which is something that happened to me a lot, just keep it alive, mm-hmm. even if it's not happening the way that you thought it was going to happen, you know, it's so worth it at the end just to have this experience and Lund University is just as good, if not more, um, as it looks, Mm -hmm. really. Mm -hmm. So if you get a chance to come here, just fight for it. Mm -hmm. Yes, every day. And that's a perfect place to end. (laughs) Thank you so much,
0: Emma and Marie. And to our listeners, we hope that this will help you through the stressful times uh, up until the admission results and beyond so that you uh, make it here all the way to Lund in August. So thank you so much.
2: Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of the Lund University International Podcast. If you are interested in learning more about Lund University, you can go to our website, lunduniversity.lu.se. You can also follow us on social media on Instagram, Facebook, and X, and you can chat with current students on Unibuddy. Don't forget to subscribe, and we look forward to bringing you a new episode very soon.